This is Sounds from the Street. I am LaVesta Joe Green II, and I am Street Sense. I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. You're currently unhoused. That's cool. Is that accurate? Yeah. How long have you been living on the street? I want to say about three years now. And if I share with you my story, would you share your dollar with me? Sounds from the street where we get to meet the men and women who define Street Sense, DC's nonprofit media center dedicated to creating economic opportunities for people experiencing homelessness. I'm your host, Adam Campy, and today's guest is poet Levester Joe Green II. Levester has been a vendor and writer for Street Sense, and now he's a filmmaker. Before we dive into Levester's backstory and the birth of the Street Sense filmmaking co-op, he's going to tell us about the origin of his name, which is also the title of the short film he just directed and stars in called I Am Levester Joe Green II. I, I chose that name to establish that because you know, a few years back, I noticed I like Googled my name. You know, that was like a thing going around. Google yourself and see what come up. I saw all these different Levesters. Like, huh? I thought I was the only one, you know, besides my father, you know, being a second. So, um... That just kind of uh, took me back. Like, and one of them had my same name, like Levester Green, and they were like right in Virginia. I'm like, we can't add that. <laughs> yeah, that's a unique name. So, is that a family name that goes back? It's a combination of Lester and Sylvester. So, okay, you get Levester. Yeah, <laughs> the one, the only. Yeah, well, except for that other one, Levester in Joe Green the second, the one and only Levester Joe Green the second. That is. <laughs> so the name of the film is "I Am Levester Joe Green the Second. Right? Yeah, and so there's all these these workshops. The street sense is kind of changing; it's going through metamorphosis. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. And um, these multimedia workshops, the theater workshop, and the illustration workshop, and the writing workshop, which has been going on for a while. And then there's this filmmaking cooperative, which you're a member of. A, fa- oh, yeah. a founding member of, I should point out. Oh, yeah. um, can you talk about talk about that work? Like what, like when you discovered like, oh, there's this thing going on, and then you went to you know maybe a, a class, and then suddenly, you've, <laughs> like you've directed a film. I, I've told this story before, but the instructor for the workshop, I'm kind of keen on that word too, like class versus workshop, because. I haven't been able to get back in school, you know. I tell that story, too, but, you know, I guess you got to read up on it and all that. It was just in the last issue, but not to deviate from your question. Yeah. I I, I met Brian prior to uh, Brian Bellow, the instructor for the workshop for the filmmaker co-op. I met him prior to uh, bringing his uh, co-op to Street Sense. I met him in uh, Tinleytown, like outside of Friendship Place. That's like a community resource up there on Wisconsin Avenue. You know, we, we got to conversating, and he told me he was a grad student filmmaker, and he, he had a thesis coming up. And uh, I said, lo and behold, I'm a poet, but um, I'm kind of like on hiatus dealing with this uh, street life, trying to get back on track. You know, I got a lot of real-life issues going on right now, so I, it's taking me away from my writing kind of put it on the back burner because I, I had plans for a book at that time but uh, I had to defund it to deal with everyday life so um, 
That's also how I got started with Street Sense, having <laughs> this financial need and, you know, being homeless. That's how Brian got introduced to Street Sense. He, um, he saw that I was doing it and uh, he wanted to find out more, you know. We really kind of like became the best of friends, you know, the best buds hanging out. He helped me record some of my poetry. I posted some of them on uh, YouTube. So, you know, I feel like he was helping me the same as he felt like I was helping him, you know, as far as his paper and his uh, movie filmmaking career. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, he felt like uh, since Street Sense was a nonprofit, you know, he came and rapped to Big Brian, Caron, and, you know, he offered his services, and that's how he was granted permission to open up the workshop and, and share those skills with all the rest of us. And he, uh, he invited me to attend the class as well, you know. So that led to a, a, another project. Being a director, the opportunity to become a director, you know, in addition to just being an author of my poems and stuff, you know. It's been a... It's been great, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the the concept I think is phenomenal. The idea that like it being a co-op, which makes it a little different than the other workshops that are going on. Where, from what I understand, if you have an idea and you want to realize your vision, then you've got a crew on other people's films. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like the whole difference. Whereas at first it was just me and him, uh, by him uh, stepping on board uh, Street Sense, he just kind of broadened his reach. Because, you know, it's, it's plenty of vendors at, here at Street Sense, you know, all in the same predicament situation. So, you know, that was a school for him. He, he's able to help more than one individual. And lo and behold, plenty of people were willing to participate and grasp at the chance to tell their stories or, or just entertain, you know. Yeah. Just a chance to make a film. It's, it's a great opportunity, you know. What is the film about? I am LaVesta Joe Green II is about basically my life, you know, my poetry career, the rough road, my trials and tribulations I've been through and trying to um, adhere to society or, or make my way through it and, and and up the path of success. I mean, it just speaks on all the hardships I had and, and the awards and goals that I've reached and, and all that led me up to the doorsteps of Street Sense. Basically, in a nutshell, story about my life, kind of like an autobiography. And between my husband and I, we have um, uh, five children. I used to like take my mother's songs, like her 45 disc. I mean, not disc. We ain't had disc back then, but her 45 singles, and like just put music in order, make tapes. That was a clip from I Am Levester Joe Green II. In the film, among other things, Levester reconnects with his mom, Gladys, who shares some touching memories about Levester's youth. From the weather all the way back to the comic strips or the obituaries and everything. And he would sit down and he would pick up the newspaper and he would go through the paper too. How did you find the paper? I mean, we're talking about meeting Brian and getting connected to the film part. Mm-hmm. But how long have you been with Street Sense prior to the filmmaking well, stuff? It's going on like a year and a half. 
I hadn't been with Street since that long. I'm working towards my second year now. It's been a heck of a, a game changer, you know, especially the way that they um they've stepped their game up, you know. They've been in existence for over a decade, for 10 years. That anniversary was last year, my, my first year with them. I remember I used to see uh, people with Street Sense back when they had the Penny logos. I didn't think much of it. You know, I kind of looked down on it, you know. And, and it, it's like the same thing with homelessness, you know. I never, it's been a long-standing issue, especially here in the nation's capital. Like you say, an ugly truth. I remember growing up, I remember seeing Mitch Schneider and, and all the protests and stuff going on, you know, on the TV. Because they figured out 40 years ago that if they didn't do it, nobody would do it. And so that's what's happening. Nobody's doing it. It isn't a mystery why there's millions of people on the street. It isn't a mystery why tens of millions of hardworking people in this country are spending 50, 60, 70 percent of their income on a place to live are living double, triple, quadrupled up, are living out of the backs of their cars in an abandoned buildings. But I was oblivious to it because I wasn't living it. You know what I'm saying? It was like before my time. Who knew that I would be here too, still fighting the same fight or, or in the same struggle? You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, I think it's a blessing because it's like my skills, you know, have been brought to this cause. I'm just ecstatic at the opportunity to uh, do something about it. You know what I mean? So, so whatever the workshop instructors are asking of me, I'm like, okay, I get back to you. I'm on it though. You know, I'm working at it. At the same time, this is like the struggle and fight of my life too. You know, I want to get out of this predicament situation. I'm glad that I can help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not glad that I had to go through. Yeah, you know, stuff, yeah, but yeah. it is what it is. You can't change the past, but I'm, I'm happy to have the opportunity to make that impact. Mm -hmm. I, I do feel like I'm an impact player. I mean, on so many levels, it's uh, good for the filmmakers, a.k.a. you all, in varying, varying degrees of homelessness. Yeah. It's good for the community, meaning like the larger D.C. community. Yeah, this is the city you live in. People walk by people sleeping on the streets all the time, and mm -hmm. no one wants to see it, which is partly why they, they ignore it or ignore you and or others, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and I think having to con be confronted by it, but then to see that, like, people have amazing skills, and yet <laughs> life just went a certain way, and they, a lot of people are, are, are really lucky, and then some people are really unlucky. It's all a part of life. It's, it's like ragu. That's one of my favorite sayings. It's like ragu. It's in there. <laughs> it's, it's in the game of life, you know? Yep, yep. Yeah, EA Sports, too. It's in there. It's in there. <laughs> it's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're a poet, and you've been writing for years. Mm-hmm. Since, like, 91. Quite a while. Yeah. A score. <laughs> Over a score. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Can you share a poem? <laughs> Oh, I, I know one that I wanted to, I want to share with uh, one of the new workshops that's going to start up. It's called uh, Fine as a Fox, How to Finesse a Fox. Kind of went with that theme off of the, like, Bill Bellamy movie, How to Be a Player. <laughs> and it's a, uh, 
and say, I need a Notre Dame, one with ultra game, and one that don't get profane, one who likes to hang with my nuts and not complain. <laughs> and when I say nuts, that that's another shout out to uh, hip hop. The Fat Boys used to be one of my favorite groups. That's one of their songs, my nuts. And let's just talk about his buddies. <laughs> his big boys that hang around him all the time, you know. <laughs> Fat boys. <laughs> yeah. Disorderlies. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they had a three-movie deal. I don't think they completed that, man. Yeah, I need to go back and see Disorderlies. <laughs> it has been like therapy for me. Can you talk about that notion? Because I think that's something that the paper is really good at because it, it allows, you know, an avenue for self-expression. Yeah. You know, via these workshops and the writing. and. Oh, yeah. When, when I first came aboard, that was kind of like in the back of my mind as an outlet, sort of like a stepping stone for me to release some of my poems and stuff. Another avenue, venue. I think first and foremost, it, it was like a, a money maker for me, you know, to make my ends meet, you know. Yeah, they just recently raised it to $2, and, like last year, and people uh, still have qualms about it. Like, well, like I said, it, it's expensive, you know, being on the streets. I think they, uh, they did that research, because uh, in Utah, they found it easier to house the homeless than her. Uh, Try and support them through the system or whatever. Yeah, the Housing First initiative. Yeah. The reason why I knew know about it is because there was a, a segment on The Daily Show. Yeah, I saw that. That's how I, I found out. Yeah. It's actually cheaper, yeah, because of like the medical costs, the, yeah. you know, the shelters, dealing with emergency shelters, the taxpayer. A lot oh, of people yeah. are paying for yeah. homelessness, and it can be solved. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or at least one city at a time. You're currently unhoused. Is that That's cool. is that accurate? Yeah. How long have you been living on the street? Um, I want to say about three years now. Well, actually longer than that because that's that's just recently. Because like I said, I was renting a room for about three years, and then I I got evicted. So um, that's how I kind of like drifted up up there to Tinley, you know. Because I was out uh, Maryland, Gaithersburg, Maryland at first, and then I, I just was kind of like hanging around downtown, down there for like two months. Mm -hmm. I had my storage bin. It was just kind of hectic, man. And then um, I came into some money through um, an inheritance, and I got myself a truck. So I was like, that's my perfect solution. I'm out of the elements, and I can get around like I need, because by this time, I was just tired of walking, you know, tired of being on my feet. And so it was just what I needed. But unfortunately, it only lasted for two months, you know, before I got in the accident. But it also um, allowed me to get back into the job market, you know, by being a delivery driver. And unfortunately, that was my undoing, too, because on a delivery, this guy ran into the side of me, you know. Neither one of us had a stop sign. It was like in a shopping center. The Kentlands. He he was coming in, and I was trying to find an address. I never did find an address either. So, you know, and they totaled the vehicle. So, 
So you you, you got pretty beat up. Nah, it was on the passenger side. Oh, but, okay. but you know, it just kind of took me out the game. But oh, because the car was wrecked and yeah, they told it. You know, and it wasn't, and he wasn't liable. I, I got my yeah. They really couldn't pinpoint it. I mean, they still uh, that was just a flaw in that uh particular intersection. So now they're aware of it. <laughs> now they know. Th- yeah, thank, thanks a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you were just doing a, a civic duty. Okay, yeah. so, and then fast forward. Yeah. A couple so, years later, you find Street Sense and... Yeah. But, so, for example, like last night, where did you, where did you sleep last night? We were, we were texting and, um, and emailing. I was on the street. I was on the street. I mean, I... I got like one particular place that I I really like or enjoy, you know. It's like the warmest place in DC for me, you know. Being outside, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Is it like uh, covered? I, mean, I hope it's covered. Basically, out of the elements, but it's still outside, you know. Yeah. A cover for the so the rain won't be on you because it was raining last night. And it it gets heated a little bit sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can feel the difference. Thankfully, the weather is turning. I mean, this winter, and you're you're out on the streets in, in those conditions. Oh yeah. Why are you not trying to be in a shelter? And I and I know that that is an issue for for people. So because some people were like, shelters are I problems. Mean, <laughs> I mean, pretty much you, you kind of <clears throat> hit it on the head. I mean, but but first of all, I'd like to give a salute to uh, Brian because he went through those conditions with me. He was out there with me. You know what I mean? And getting through this film project. You know what I mean? Extreme, all or nothing, do or die. People got to do what they got to do, as they say, when their back is up against the wall. But to answer your question about the shelters, it's just not really not my uh, cup of tea, man, or my vibe. I mean, because I tried it before. I used to go to the one down Chinatown, mm-hmm. the Gospel Rescue Mission. So, you know, they were like a cut above. You had to pay to reserve your spot, like on a daily basis, like 2 $3. And it was in a prominent area right there by Verizon Center, right mm-hmm. in the corner Gallery Place. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that fact about it. Only thing I didn't like about it is it was like an open shower, you know. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not with that, you know. And, and it's like it was an issue that they was trying to press. And you know, I would hang around, be the last one. No, y'all go ahead, you know. Yeah. I get it in, you know. <laughs> then they start making it an issue. No, man, you gotta go in when, when I say. So it, it just came to a head. And I'm like, well, look, I'm not comfortable taking showers up, man. Because a lot of them was coming from jail or, you know, transitioning from jail. So that's why they was in that situation. So I'm like, that's a that's a jailhouse mentality to me, you know, open showers. Even though colleges also have open showers, you know, that's an institutional thing. But, you know. You're stripping your privacy. It's a, it's a big issue. Yeah, you know, some people can just block it out, and some people can't. But that's an interesting point. That's a that see that's a perspective most people wouldn't think about, right? They're like, oh, you should just be grateful that you have a yeah. roof over your head. Well, you know yeah. what? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I'm a human with likes and dislikes about comfort, just like oh, yeah. just like you. I, so I was I took offense. I'm like, I'm not in jail. I'm not coming from jail. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to be sharing or shy or feel like they were trying to put me in that mind state. So that brought that to to an end. But like I said, I had highly regarded them up until that point because I've tried different ones. I tried Emory on Rhode Island. I've tried, uh, they had one in Southwest. It was a jam-packed. It's usually dirty, dingy, funk is in the air. Not everybody keep their body clean. I mean, because a lot of people, they'll look at me and say, you don't look homeless. That's because I try and stay up camp, you know what I mean? I would be doing a disservice to myself if I, if I didn't or if I wasn't able to, you know what I mean? They have had me in a bad situation where I couldn't shower for a few days. Like before I, I knew of some places, you know, like Friendship Place or, or uh, the water ministry around the corner up there. You know, before I was aware of those, I, I kind of had to rough it and, and figure out where I was going to get my next shower, you know. Or, or or I was just going to bathrooms and washing up every day, you know. It, it get hectic. You know, knowledge is power. So, you know what I'm saying? I have a couple more questions, then I'll, then I'll totally let you go because I feel like... It's cool. So everyone's got a different style when they vend the paper, you know, depending on their personality. Do you have, like, a, a thing that you do or, like, a pitch when you're out there selling the paper? Um... Like some people kind of sing, some people just you know maybe it's like street sound, street sound. I, I say on a good day, I get into a rhythm like that, you know. But um, other than that, I mean, if I'm really feeling loose, I, I do kind of get you know I start entertaining myself and you know at the same time entertaining them. I probably got about maybe two, three, maybe four different lines that I switch up. You know, I'm just like Street Sense. Check out my article, check out my poems. You know, check me out in the brand new edition of Street Sense. I just kind of keep it short and sweet. But like I said, if I get in the flow, you know, I get to feeling good or the money's rolling in, then, I, you know, I'm happy and ecstatic about it. <laughs> yeah, it shows. Why should people buy or support Street Sense, the paper, but also the organization? They're doing good things, not only good things, but they're doing big things. You know, they, um, they're investing in their vendors now, you know, with these workshops. It's like we're expanding the game, so to speak. I, I use anything in a sports analogy, but, you know, homelessness isn't really a game, you know. I think it's important to, to support Street Sense because it's like, I feel like resources are limited. If they don't, who will? And then on top of that, it's the reason why I like Street Sense is because it's different from all the rest of the nonprofits, you know? So it's like you got three uh, different elements. You got the system, you got the nonprofits, including the churches. You know, and you got the system, social services or whatever, you know, the shelters. And then you have street sense. Me being a talented guy, not, not tooting my own horn, but I just love the outlet. You know, I, I, I attend almost every workshop now, you know. So I got to find time between, I got to kind of juggle, you know, my time between uh, doing the papers, working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So... We can use all the support we can get, for real. Especially me, I'm still out on the street. I shared that with you, that experience with you last night. You know, I was basically stopped. 
<laughs> like I say, the paper is investing. They're doing big things. They're offering all these workshops. So, what's your like your dream scenario? Where do you where do you want to be? Just becoming a, a big success, man. I feel like um, I could do more. I could do more. So, but but like I said, those resources I needed and able to be able to do more. I want to enjoy life. I want to live big, you know. Instead of me always being the one asking them, you know, asking you all, I I want to be the one in the position to be able to to lend, or or you know, I got that now. So you know, let's uh, let's make this strong push, you know, make this vision happen, put it in the homelessness. You've been listening to Sounds from the Street. That was poet and rapper Levester Green talking about homelessness, street sense, and directing his first film, a short documentary called I Am Levester Joe Green II. Levester's film was produced by the Homeless Filmmakers Co-op from the Street Sense Media Center. Three of the co-op's films showed at East Street Cinema on April 29th to rave reviews. Three more will be shown later this summer on August 26th. To hear more sounds from the street, check out streetsense.org backslash audio. Please keep the conversation going on Facebook and Twitter at DC. The Sounds from the Street theme song, I Need a Dollar, performed by Aloe Black from the album Good Things, used courtesy of Stone's Throw Records. The song was composed by Aloe Black with Leon Michaels, Nick Moshan, and Jeff Dynamite. Used by permission of Songs of Cobalt Music Publishing, EMI Blackwood Music slash Sony ATV. Excerpt of Parents Dance, Part 1, composed and performed by Paul Rucker from the album History of an Apology, used courtesy of Paul Rucker. Reflections of a Small Room, composed and performed by Jeffrey Roden, used courtesy of Jeffrey Roden and New Albion Records, used by permission of Big Tree Music. And excerpt of Free Time by Asthmatic Astronauts from the album Time Goes Pop, used courtesy of Creative Commons, found on WFMU's Free Music Archive. And if you see Levester out on the streets, say what's up. Peace.